0: Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM.
1: Now at 8.19, the Philippines President-elect Rodrigo Duterte has once again prompted outrage this time with comments seemingly justifying the killing of journalists. He told reporters last week that most of those killed, to be frank, have done something wrong. You won't be killed if you don't do anything wrong. And he didn't stop there. Duterte has dared the media to boycott him. Let's talk more about this with Mr Nonoy Espina, Director of the National Union of Journalists of the Philippines. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us. So... Hello. Firstly, what's your response to Duterte's dare to boycott him?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, not only the NUJP, uh, but uh, most media organisations have uh, rejected the call to boycott the president-elect. Because uh, in our in our uh, opinion, uh, boycotting him uh, would serve uh, no purpose at all. In fact, it would be like uh, turning back on our duty to inform our people. So... Uh, from the very beginning, when you need that beer, we came out saying no. We were, we are not accepting the beer.
1: As a journalist yourself, what is your stance, though, uh, on this justification uh, my, of the murder of journalists?
0: On, uh, on the murder of journalists, well, uh, yeah, it's it's very sad that it uh, it's still continuing. Um, like uh, we have lost uh, 174 uh, of our colleague since 1986. Mm. And um, for someone to even uh, uh, present a justification for murder, that is uh, really scary and uh, it does not signal any improvement in the situation.
1: Yeah, especially when we look between the lines here and we see that journalists have been killed apparently in the name of covering up corruption because they've been investigating those allegations we'll come on to that uh, in a moment but 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 how does or how do duterte's comments undermine the fight for press freedom in the philippines um well
0: uh as far as press freedom uh in fact uh the reason that uh, it actually uh, uh remains strong is because uh Independent Filipino journalists uh, insist on keeping it strong and uh, and uh, vibrant. Uh, We we we're not saying we're not scared. Uh, We're not saying we don't feel threatened. But uh, all we're saying is, uh, in spite of all this, uh, we just have to do the job. So, um, uh, but uh, as far as uh, you know, uh, putting out a justification for killing those among us. who may be corrupt or otherwise, it sends a signal that it's okay to kill everyone else. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, we'll continue doing our job nevertheless.
1: How dangerous is this situation, though? Do you fear that we could see more murders being incited directly as a result of the president-elect's comments?
0: Um, well, uh, it's already been a uh, pretty dangerous uh even uh, it, it it was dangerous uh, way way before, but um, you know, uh, for a president to actually justify uh, uh, murder, mm, it could send a signal because he's also been strong on uh, on uh, crime. He's uh, he's been coming out saying it's okay to kill criminals, and um, now it's uh, he's saying it's okay to kill so-called corrupt journalists. Uh, You know, uh, especially those who who really uh, take his words as uh, gospel truth, Uh, it could uh, send a signal to them that it's okay for them to take the law into their own hands and start killing journalists they uh, see as corrupt. And uh, the really scary part is those who've been out to kill journalists in the first place, uh, mostly uh, corrupt politicians and uh, corrupt members of the security forces, Exactly. uh, gives them a very, very convenient cover to
1: uh, silence us. Exactly right. It's the great tragic irony in this situation that journalists who have been killed allegedly have, have been targeted by politicians, by corrupt politicians, completely flying in the face of Duterte's comments but you said that more than 170 journalists have been killed in the Philippines since 1986 that makes the country one of the world's most dangerous to operate as a journalist have have you ever been tempted just to to leave and, and ply your trade elsewhere
0: um well yeah I'll admit uh, the thought has crossed my mind I mean uh, probably not just me uh, probably uh, a lot of others but uh, well it's uh, it's not blowing our own, our own horns, but this is our country. These are our people, and uh, we do have the duty to serve them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, no, it's never uh, really... Uh, I've never really considered seriously uh, leaving and, uh, you know, uh, leaving anywhere else.
1: Have you got any personal experience of, of facing up to these kinds of corrupt politicians or anyone else that's placed you in a dangerous situation?
0: Mm. Well, yes. Uh, admittedly, yes. Uh, uh, I've had my close brushes in the past. But um, in fact, uh, I, uh, if uh, you recall the 2009 uh, Ampatuan massacre, mm. uh, I was in Maguindana and I would have covered uh, the filing of uh, Maguidadato's candidacy if I had not fallen uh, sick uh, two days before. So I missed the convoy. I missed joining the convoy because of the flu.
1: Several dozen oh, yeah, journalists um, were killed on that yeah. occasion though, weren't they? What exactly happened for those who are not aware?
0: Um, well, uh, uh, there was this, uh, there's this province, uh, Maguindanao, uh, It used to be controlled by the Ampatuan clan. who were so powerful. Uh, they actually had a private army that was uh, bigger and stronger than the regular army. and. Um, well, there was this vice mayor, who's now governor, Ismail uh, Mangudadati, who decided to run against them. And so uh, he sent the convoy of uh, female relatives, uh, and uh, well, 32 journalists uh, joined the convoy to cover the event. And they got stopped along the highway by 100 gunmen who took the convoy to a hilltop off the highway. and— uh, uh, slaughtered them. Uh, 58 people died. 32 of them were media workers. Awful. It was November 23, 2009.
1: Rodrigo Duterte is set to take office later this month. How do you feel about that? Is yes. there anything that can be done?
0: <clears throat> well, uh, well, pretty much, you know, he's, he's going to be president. That's a fact. And, uh, it's going to be a challenge if, uh, things don't change, if he continues to uh, look at media this way, and he continues to, well, it's funny because he's actually boycotted media now. He's uh, canceled his uh, regular press conferences and uh, uh, says he's going to make statements only on uh, government television. Uh, So it's going to be a challenge covering him, but uh, regardless of uh, what he does, we'll continue covering him anyway. So yeah. um, we, we'll just have to be creative, we'll just have to, you know, uh, phase up to uh, adjust, adjust to the new realities. Yeah. Uh, what we're scared of is uh, uh, how people, uh, how his followers actually pick up on his reactions and act on them. So uh, we're pretty, uh, uh, we're watching that closely too. Well, d- because, do take uh, care. For sure, uh, we, we do not want anyone uh, hurt again.
1: Yeah. Mr. Espina, we definitely share that sentiment with you as well and and we'll certainly be paying attention from afar. Nonoy Espina, thanks for joining us.
0: And thank you for the honour and thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much.